Hello and welcome to another episode of Hanks a Lot, the comprehensive and encyclopedic podcast examining chronologically the many films of Mr. Tom Hanks. I am your host, Kent Shelton, and joining me this week, our film critic at large from Hollywood, California, Mr. Trace Oakley. Hello, Trace. Good evening, Kent. Or good morning. Good morning, since we drop Saturday mornings. And from Seattle, the city of big shoulders, the hog butcher to the world, our musical director, the supersonic Kevin Dennis. How are you doing, Kevin? I understand uh, you're uh, uh, you had a you had a brush with death, right? You had the uh, you got the big the big COVID. <coughs> yes, actually, the last song that we uh, recorded for the drops, I was actually all COVIDed it up when I wrote it and performed it. So, but now I'm feeling much I'm feeling much better now. I can tell and, I just felt myself. And, and, uh, and he tried very hard to give it to me because. He, he was yeah, out visiting me and uh, barely, barely made it back home to Seattle. And then I get word that, hey, guess what? I have COVID. But I never got it. So happy about that. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, and uh, according to the latest CDC uh, uh, guidelines, you cannot get COVID by listening to a song recorded to someone who had COVID. Uh, unless they, uh, yeah, but that's a government unless, conspiracy. It's unless, not they're, true. unless they're that's, singing it right in your face, so you, you that's guys, that's how the government gives it to you. You listen to it, and it comes through, and that's what's happening. You guys who downloaded our last song should be relatively safe, as long as you're uh, up to date <laughs> on all your vaccines. So uh, <laughs> this week we're talking about a little movie uh, called The Road to Perdition. This is one of the forgotten films of uh, of Tom Hanks's career. Uh, it's a a, a gangster picture, what they used to call a a, a gangster movie. It has a, a lot of guys in long coats and hats with uh, with guns and Tommy guns. Knees. Yeah, uh, Tommy Gun, which is actually was not named after after Tom Hanks. Uh, it was a uh, it was called that <laughs> long before, called a Tommy Gun long before Tom Hanks carried one. Uh, well, I think we should uh, I think we should do uh, that jingle and have our review. Well, now it's time for the review. Trace, please tell us what is your view. In 2006, I was co-hosting with Kent the Monster Squad Terrorcast, and I received gentle hate mail for being dismissive about comic books, more specifically, graphic novels. I learned and grew from that experience and I am sure that someday I will get around to reading a graphic novel. This week's film, the 2002 mob thriller The Road to Perdition, is based on one of those newfangled books with pictures. As the film unfolds, you are quickly aware that it is indeed graphic, and it's extraordinarily visual. Set during the Great Depression in what was then called the Tri-Cities, Rock Island and Moline, Illinois, and Davenport, Iowa, the area is a hotbed of mob activity. Michael Sullivan Sr. has grown up around the Irish mob and looks to boss John Rooney as a father. A disagreement at a funeral of Rooney's brother, is there ever a mob funeral without a disagreement, leads to Sullivan and Rooney's real son, Connor, to have a chat with someone. This chat goes pretty poorly. A, Connor shoots the guy almost immediately, and B, Michael's 12-year-old son stowed away in the car and witnessed the whole thing. Rooney does damage control with the boy, and also sends the senior Sullivan on a routine shakedown of a club owner. It is here Sullivan realizes he's the target of an attempted hit. 
he rushes home to find his wife and younger son murdered by the son of his cherished father figure boss. Sullivan's senior and junior flee to Chicago, where dad tries to drum up work as a freelance killer. That doesn't work out because the Rooney's senior and junior are listening in the next room and decide to have crime scene photographer Harlan McGuire kill Sullivan Sr. Well, actually both, since what if the kid grows up resentful? McGuire, a character clearly based on the famed and somewhat infamous Ouija, is foiled in his initial attempt to rub out the Sullivans. Dad and son hatch their revenge by robbing banks that hold the mob's money. It is at this point that the plot simplifies. One by one, characters, no matter how peripheral in the story, are gunned down. Pretty much every single one of them, save the Sullivans, the kindly farmers who harbored them for a spell, and the photographer. And then the paparazzi pops pop. The Road to Perdition is stunning and spellbinding for its first two-thirds. It is visually arresting, but not in a showy, self-conscious way. It takes its time, is willing to be bleak and unrelenting for lengthy stretches, and feels like a bit of a masterpiece. But it has no third act. The intricacies of the plot exhausted, the gorgeous visuals never stop, but the story just dies on the vine. The body count increases, but nothing else happens. The film that seemed to fully shed its comic book origins basically becomes a video game. Oh, and there is a, a what do you call it, a framing device. And we are tri- treated to a somber voiceover from the surviving Sullivan that crime doesn't pay. The art direction by Dennis Gastner and Nancy Haig, and the cinematography by Conrad Hall are stellar. The film's cop-out is not their fault. There are incredible visual sequences all the way to the end. Screenwriter David Self deserves much of the blame, as does Sam Mendes, who had recently directed the wildly overpraised American Beauty. The performances are strong across the board. Paul Newman, in his final live-action screen appearance, is powerful and almost heartbreaking. Daniel Craig is terrific as Newman's hothead son. Jude Law is great as the slimy photographer. Tom Hanks is back in Green Mile territory here, surrounding himself with actors who are frankly better than he. Hanks is very good as Michael Sullivan, but he's outshone by his supporting cast. Jennifer Jason Lee is excellent, but wasted as Hanks' doomed wife. And the film has some memorable cameos by a host of top character actors, Stanley Tucci, Dylan Baker, and Harry Groner in particular. As one winds down from watching this film that's nearly brilliant and an almost complete letdown, it also occurs that one element of danger is completely missing. People are killed repeatedly and effortlessly as it happens in plain sight, sometimes in broad daylight, with no concern about cops or witnesses. An occasional officer shows up and is summarily shot, as if with a cheaper bullet. This bit of laziness in storytelling lends further credence to the notion that Road to Perdition is, ultimately, a cartoon. I sincerely recommend, without hesitation, you watch the first hour and a half of this film and then skip the rest. My score, two and a half blood-soaked hankies. Well, there you go. There's our review of Road to Perdition. Um, This is a movie that I I saw in the theaters back when it came out. Um, I'm a fan of, uh, of... gangster movies set in the in the prohibition days i uh uh one of my favorite movies is uh, the coen brothers miller's crossing uh i like uh, brian de palma's uh take on the untouchables um it has all the ingredients uh, of a movie that i should have really liked uh, it, it you know i i agree with you trace that 
the performances across the board are pretty pretty solid. Uh, but it all kind of amounts to a to a nothing sandwich at the end of the day. It's uh, a great looking movie. It's got a a, a strong enough uh, a first and second act. It's got great performances, uh, but without a third act, without uh, any any velocity taking it into uh, into its finale and denouement, it's it made me feel like I watched the first three episodes of a show that got canceled before uh, <laughs> for its season finale. Um, yeah, just, yeah, that's, that's it, a... left, it. Left me hanging, and um, and I thought it could have done so much more. Um, it could have done so much more because it is. I mean, it it's surprising, you know, until the point where it just sort of falls apart. And you know, I mean, I would have even been okay, even if it had gone in a ridiculous direction or a gimmicky direction, it just kind of really goes in no direction. Hmm. Well, I think I speak for most of our listeners when I say denimois. <laughs> yes, the denimois, the, uh, the return to normalcy hmm. after the climactic action at the end of a, uh, uh, a, a, a piece of entertainment. Um, yeah. I feel that we, I learned so much doing this podcast, and I think our listeners do too, because now we all know Denimois. Yes, okay. it'd, be, it'd be a good name for a cologne, wouldn't it? Ah, or a oh. or a or a, a ambient music metal band. Yeah, I'm wearing Denimois by Lagerfeld. <laughs> I just to... listened to the new album by Denimois. I was yeah. asleep and awake at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin, what was your take? Did you uh, did you? enjoy or uh did you take anything away from this movie well i was a fort- it was really a great treat to watch it with, with uh, trace because this is when on my trip to california we got to watch this together and it was a real treat to do that because you know trace is uh so well versed in, in the medium of film and, and musical theater and theater in general and so uh i found myself sitting there with him we even took a break about halfway through to grab some popcorn and just take a pause. And we were both so excited about the movie. And we were like, this is great. We were, we were both, we were, we were both kind of saying how surprised we were by how much we were loving it. And, and then, and then then I agree. I, I was, I turned to him, I think about three quarters of the way through and I was like, okay. And now, or I don't know if I said this out loud, but I was like, okay. And now, the camera Jude Law guy is going to be in the house. And he's going to get shot, and that's. I was like, it's like it's so was sad that it became so predictable and so. So I, I and just this this, this you know sappy tacked on ending, uh, you know, aka framing device as as is obligatory in and, in these films. At no point to the movie, I was it was it was I felt very much like Radio Flyer with this movie. I was like, you took us through this whole thing for what? For yeah, nothing. Yeah. Just what a what a letdown. Yeah, and I I don't know. I think it's it telegraphs its ending uh, mm-hmm. uh, way, way too. I mean, the minute that uh, the minute they got to that house on the beach and he walked yeah. up looking out the window at his son, yeah. I was like, it's like ah, now here's where he's going to get killed. Uh, it was yeah. irritating yeah. to me that he got shot from behind and the blood comes out of his stomach, but mm-hmm. the window didn't break. Yeah, yeah. Like what? <laughs> what? It was some of those new, uh, yes. those newfangled bullets that that have a that they can reverse. Uh, yeah. Yes. Was, yes. Kevin. Kevin was very upset about, but between coughing, 
he was uh, he was very very exercised about that uh, that situation with the window not breaking. Coughing on you, we should be clear to say. Yes. Um, doing my best. Uh, I thought that the uh, the kid was was pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's uh, he's gone on to have a a bit of a career as, as an actor. I think he's currently uh, currently plays Superman on a TV show. Uh, he wasn't but I, great, but he was he wasn't, he wasn't great, but he was. <laughs> He never played it cute. He never played it cute. He never was uh, uh, fell into the kid tropes you see in in a lot. Yeah, of and I do think that I think that his role was probably I think for me the worst written role in the movie because I agree. It, it never really quite you never quite decided who this kid was. I agree. You know he yeah he was kind of the the kid up to no good and then suddenly he's completely on board with this and then suddenly he's really, really sensitive and can't handle it. And, and it just was a little bit all over the map. Um, there was another scene that Kevin and I talked about actually, when we, uh, we, we took our break and, and made some popcorn that uh, was sort of stuck out like a sore thumb, which was the montage of the bank robberies because the, the pace. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The drive, Oh, the driving list. That's right. The, uh, the pace of the movie had been so, uh, so deliberate and, and just so beautiful. And yeah. and uh, suddenly now we have this sort of comic, much more fast-paced driving lesson that was just totally out of place, and uh, the movie kind of went back to to what it was doing before that, and and, and then again worked. it could have worked, but they just sort of let it go. This I I agree. I, this is one of those movies that I think everybody should watch the first half or so. Totally, and totally. Then write, and then write yeah. your own ending. Then then stop it. Don't ruin it for yourself and come up with your own ending that you want and play that in your head and it'll be a good time. There you By go. By the way, uh, Trace, you, I didn't know this about Trace, amazing popcorn maker. Like not, like, like <laughs> it's microwave popcorn that he makes himself. He doesn't get the baggies, puts his own butter and salt on it. Stupid good. Stupid huh. good. Well. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, this goes way back to my teen years. When uh, said he, I think this was before there was microwave popcorn. Said he had just taken a paper lunch sack and put some popcorn in it and put it in the microwave and then added butter and salt. And that is what I do. Uh, yeah. It's very simple. So and it's so um, good it's, it gives you COVID. It's well. Really- let's 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 save a little something for our recipe special coming up uh, in a few episodes. We're all going to offer our movie time Tom Hanks inspired recipes. Pops a uh, lot. Yeah, it's our. Uh, our great British Bake Off episode we're going to be doing soon. We're all going to try to out Hanks each other with movie treats. Well, that that is uh, uh, that is the time of the show when we we talk about the the score and the music. Uh, I uh, I'd be interested to hear what you thought about the uh, the musical score for this film. Pardon me, it was actually really good uh, for what it did. Thomas Newman is the composer. Uh, he was. Known for Skyfall, 1917, Wally, interestingly enough, The Help, a few things like that. So um, he did a few, he's done a few other um, Tom Hanks movies too. I thought it was good. It was competent. It fit. Again, didn't distract. You know, I always listen to a lot of that music for movies and think, could I do better? And I was like, no, he did fantastic. That was really good. Uh, some complex themes that happened that were uh, surprising. Um, the soundtracks, I was looking through, I didn't really recognize a lot of the soundtracks and I just now kind of looked them up. I don't really know any of them. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, John Williams stuff in here and, uh, 
people I don't know. <laughs> Everybody Loves My Baby is kind of the only one that I'd heard of before by Spencer Williams. So I thought it was fine. You know, again, the movie, this was not a music movie. So I think the score was what spoke. And yeah, no, I, very, I will say I thought, job. I thought it was kind of refreshing because a, a lot of movies set in kind of this depression era or this period will lean really heavily on sort of well period, mo- period music day. period yeah. music and this movie really didn't uh there was just, there right. was just some incidental music and then the uh the real period music that they did feature was uh was Pure. sort of irish music that we are yeah. uh uh you know that we're completely unfamiliar with sort of the the irish folk music uh at the at the wake and funeral and uh yeah so i thought it was uh i thought it was an interesting take on on the on a soundtrack for a gangster movie that was really well scored, and then the, I agree. the period they did pull in was not the the you know the the top ten uh, that you always hear in these kind of movies. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that's our feeling on the road to perdition. Uh, I think we can all agree. Uh, you should uh, if you only have an hour, uh, sit down and watch the first hour of it, and then go do something else. Uh, that's. Uh, if Write your own inning. This is a choose your own. This is a choose your own adventure movie. Watch the first half or so, and then choose. Your or, own yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. About a, I, I think about an hour in, and then uh, and then, and then bail. Yeah, uh, make I some agree. make some popcorn. If they um, are doing, if they're learning how to drive or robbing banks, you've gone too far. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I do want to mention that um, I have. Um, uh, sort of a little door prize for our listeners, if anyone is interested. Uh, a few years ago at a swap meet, I bought a whole bag of these for $5 total, and it's a little hardcover book. It's about the size of a cell phone, but a little bit thicker, very small, but it contains the entire screenplay of Road to Perdition and some pictures. And as we're the... going to only give away half of that book. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. You are welcome if you if you receive it to just you know, tear off the last uh, half of it, tear, tear the pages out. Um, but um, yeah, happy. $25, they'll be pre, if you give us $25, we will pre-tear them for you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And we will, yeah, we, we, well, we can't really sign them because we don't all, we're not all here together, but um, like I to have. One, just uh, send, send a, a picture of yourself to hankspodcast at gmail.com dressed in gangster clothing. Uh, <laughs> we'll pick our, our favorite three gangsters. Or half gangster clothing. There you go. Yes. You're always asking our fans to put send in pictures of themselves half dressed. I don't think that's <laughs> right. Uh, I, um, I have about, I think I have uh, five or six of these left. Uh, so yes, drop us a line and and uh, tell us, you know, tell us why you're still listening to the show, or at least pretend, pretend that you're still listening <laughs> to the show. Yes. All right. Well, as we uh, as we wrap it up tonight, uh, I, uh, I'm glad that uh, everybody is feeling healthy and strong again. I'm glad that we're we're, we're we're all in our home cities once more, and there's no more of this confusing cross pollination that will just get people sick. And uh, <laughs> oh, we were we were also Kevin was also uh, in town just in time for the you know the massive tropical storm that ended up being being kind of a. Kind of a mild rain. I had a Seattle go. experience. So I came all the way to yeah. L.A. to have a Seattle yes. tropical storm. 
Well, as we always end our show uh, on a musical note, uh, I invite you guys all to come back next week. We're going to be talking about uh, another movie next week. That movie is called Catch Me If You Can, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. It's a real, it's a real, uh, a real nail biter, and uh, uh, nail biter. <laughs> it's going to be. It's a real, a real two hander, and a real. Maybe uh, it's a, maybe, it's maybe a, necklaces for every all the lady guests. <laughs> It's Abig nail biter. Is it a Frank oh. Abig nail biter? There you go. Uh, hey, hey, folks, here's a song. <laughs> uh, a song inspired by, suggested by, and informed by Road to Perdition. I hope you enjoy it. And it's we'll only going to be half a song. <laughs> and and turned in and turned in Thursday at eleven fifty-five before the episode dropped. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. And until then, hey, thanks a lot. This has been another episode of Hanks A Lot, the Tom Hanks podcast. We're recorded at Cliffside Studios in beautiful Spokane, Washington. Your hosts for the show have been me, Kent Shelton, Trace Oakley in Hollywood, California, and Kevin Dennis in Seattle. If you have thoughts or comments about our show, or thoughts or comments about the films of Tom Hanks, please reach out to us at hankspodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. Hanks podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about our show or rate and review us on your favorite uh, podcast catcher. Come back next week, bring your sister, and we'll see you for another episode of Hanks a Lot. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs>